Let's not go crazy over this, okay? Bury those dead cats out back later. Yeah. The smell will be gone in no time. Yeah, okay. And what about the voodoo shit they did down there? Huh? No, 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 no. Voodoo is more about dolls, personal artifacts. This Eric, is something different. That's enough. You shouldn't have touched anything from that basement. Hello and welcome. Welcome and hello. This is, wait, you haven't seen? It's a show where we talk about movies and specifically we talk about a movie at least one of us has never seen before. I'm your host, Travis, a.k.a. TV's Travis. This is episode number 240 and joining me as we have all October, it's the cast of the Gore podcast. Starting with the Wicked Kitten always getting into mischief, Monica. Hi, I'm Wicked and I just ripped my hand off at the wrist. I blame you, Jeep. <laughs> also with us is the endearing and the ethereal Fay. Hi, hi. And the dread you've been feeling since he got to New Jersey, Dreadly. Oh. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you. <laughs> if you haven't uh, figured it out by now or by uh, any of the titles of the stream uh the movie we watched this week was 2013's evil dead remake slash reimagining slash sequel thing we're going to talk about that but first i want to go around and find out everybody's history with that i'm going to start dread with you when did you first see this ah oh, well the moment it became available to be seen not in the cinema because you know i don't go there often but uh yeah Pretty much when it came out. Okay. Monica, how about you? I believe I watched it. If not, it probably wasn't in the cinema, but I, cinema. Uh, I think like as soon as it was available, however, I was watching movies back then, cable, satellite, uh, alien beamed it into my brain directly. I'm not sure if I went to the movies, so I can't claim that. But it was very early on when it came out. Okay, so like 2013, 2014, you both had seen this already. Faye, how about you? In the theaters, when it first came out. Okay. Come on, I've loved Evil Dead. Mm -hmm. I had to go. (laughs) Yeah, and I know know we've covered the Evil Dead movies on gore. We've talked about it before. Uh, We're all fans of the, the franchise. I had not seen this um (gasps) it was released in 2013 and that was sort of like a it was a period of time where i wasn't able to get to movies very often um because i just didn't have the funds to go out to the theater um and i was busy with other stuff and it just didn't work out and then it just sort of slid under my radar and it got that that sort of out of sight out of mind like i'm gonna watch that i i want to see it but i also had this I love the original trilogy of Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness so much that I needed to be in the right mindset to watch this when it came out because I was not fully convinced yet that a remake was a good idea. And so I just sort of, and then I'd forget about it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't see it. It wouldn't be available as a stream or, or rent or whatever for a while. And so I just kept waiting and waiting and waiting. And, and finally, it, it came up for this 
And I'm like, no, that's perfect. I, I need to see this. Uh, when we talked about it on Gore, and I mentioned that I hadn't seen this remake yet, and Evil Dead Rise wasn't out when we did our ranking. Um, it came out just as we did it. Like maybe, maybe it was like at the yeah. time. But either way, like I, you know, I, I mentioned then that I hadn't seen this, and you all were like, how, "How have you not? You know, you need to see it. You need to." properly rank the movies with that and all that kind of stuff Wait, so you haven't seen <laughs> yeah so we're getting around to it now um it sounds like if you all saw it early on and you're willing to watch it again you probably enjoyed it uh or liked it as a movie um i remember <laughs> it ranked fairly high for all all everybody uh <laughs> overall but i could be misremembering because I'm, I'm getting a lot of shaking of heads from uh from monica here <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't like this movie. Uh, <laughs> when I first saw it, and I think my 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 contrition, is that a word that I can use for this? Was that I was going to watch it again and give it a second chance. Okay. That was mine. Um, I don't know why I remember you liking it more for some reason. Not, not more than the original movies necessarily, but that you appreciated it as a remake. I guess, I don't know why I'm, I'm remembering it that way, but I, I do so many conversations about movies they're all blending together now so who knows there's another blonde. um yeah that must be what it was there was another blonde named monica that i talk about movies with all the time mm -hmm. um i appreciate this as a remake uh i think they did some interesting stuff here i think there's parts of it that i would have maybe made different decisions with um but i want to start then with you, Monica, what was it about this when you saw it that first time that you didn't like, that didn't work for you? Um, you know, it, I guess it just never felt right. I'm not going to say that it's not like well shot, well acted, well written, whatever, because I'm not like that's that's not really my problem with it. I guess it's more like just how it felt to me and it just I, there's parts of it that just really annoy me like the characters and um they kept uh one of the things in the first movie that really bothers me and stops me from rewatching that a lot and that is just you know it's but i do bad I, in this one <laughs> what it's, it, it's not mm, as bad in this one <laughs> I guess, I guess, but it's different. It's it's like in a different way. And... It's different, and I'd argue in some ways it felt worse, but we'll get to that. Oh, God. <laughs> I was thinking we'll that, and I there. didn't want to say it. Because, um, like, at least watching back, because, you know, I keep rewatching the first one, just, like, I'm desensitizing myself at this point. But, like, it's starting, it, which makes it worse that it gets a little comical, because it is more ridiculous the more that I look at it. But mm -hmm. this was just really I like that's I can't put that into into quantifiable words. I, I appreciate <laughs> a lot of stuff about this movie. I really do. I I, I, I will never say it's a bad movie. You know, mm -hmm. it's not Nightmare on Elm Street remake. You know, it's just they made a remake. <laughs> no, it's OK. OK. Yeah, yeah. this one Apparently doesn't have exactly a lot movie. of the comedy. They kind of went more straight, straight, straight face with this one than yeah. 
having as, as much comedic aspects. It, it. it was kind of the thing at the time, right? They were remaking all the things and they had to make it more gory, yeah. seriously, more real. Not real, you know what I mean? Like if like, it was silly, no they comedy. made it serious. If it was serious, they made it silly yeah. because that's one of those things that can kind of help change what the remake does, right? Sure. I will say, though, that this movie is far more in line with what the original The Evil Dead was going for yeah. than what the sequels did. That first movie was not meant as a comedy, really, at all. Oh, yeah. And any yes. moments of comedy from it, any camp that was from it, was from the fact that they were making it for no money and they had very little experience. So they were just, it was, you know, it was actors without a whole lot of experience and makeup effects where they're doing them on the spot and just all that kind of stuff. So they were they really wanted to kind of recapture the the feel of that first movie in terms of we're making an actual horror movie in this. Um, and I would. If Sam Raimi wasn't involved in this at all, then it would be a lot harder of a sell for me. But given that he and Bruce Campbell and Bob Tappert all came on to produce this um, so they at least had, you know, not necessarily any kind of final say, but they had some some say in sort of the direction that it was going to go. And they brought on Fede Alvarez. Uh, and, you know, they, they kind of gave it their seal of approval in a way. Um, it's not... It's not the first movie for me. That there's something about that ultra-low budget... Uh, thing where they just were like we're going to make a movie because we want to make this movie and we have no money to do it oh well who cares we're just going to do it that it's really yeah, endearing it's, and, it, and it yeah it's it, the heart it, 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 mm-hmm. yeah there, there is a heart that's there now i will say that for what this movie wanted to be evil dead 2013 it executes that extremely well um i do think that the way it's shot the fact that they shot everything in chronological order for most of the, the shooting mm-hmm. um, in part because they used so damn much blood on this. It was a lot easier to do that than wash the set off to shoot things later. Yep. Um, but there were, uh, there were just things that they did with this that I really appreciated um, that they tried to make a little bit different, but also bring back some of the same ideas um, and homages to the original, but update it for a different, uh, different audience, um, which yeah. I did like. I also think it was incredibly smart of them because it's sort of a remake, but it's also sort of a sequel. Uh, I think Raimi and Alvarez have both said it's kind of, it takes place in the same world, the same universe, which yeah. sort of doesn't make any sense at all. Why or how that would work? Because, In the story of this, the cabin is like a family cabin that they've been to, these people have been to in the past. And yet it's supposed to be the same cabin that Ash was at 30 years prior. It's like, okay, so when did it become a family thing? Like, we don't get that backstory at all. And there was no, like, nobody knew anything about what had happened here. Um, Okay, kind of doesn't make sense. But at the same time, it was really smart of them not to try and bring back any of the same characters. So they didn't want to have an Ash Williams. They didn't even, and that was part of uh, Bruce Campbell's thing. He didn't want originally to have a remake done because he didn't want to have anyone else do that character. Mm-hmm. And then when they're like, no, 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 we're not doing that. He goes, oh, well, yeah, okay, we can do that. 
Sure. That's, that was um, the smartest thing they did. It was absolutely the smartest thing they did because they remade, they took the things that they could update and make better and do that. Cause you're not going to, there's no way you're going to make an Ash character better or more recognizable than what Bruce Campbell has done. It will never live up to that comparison in some people's minds. And it's just a, it's a no win situation. So just don't even try it. And they didn't to their credit. Um, but I just, I thought it was, I also liked the change in story as far as it's not just five random 20 somethings going into the woods because reasons like there was a purpose for them to be out in the middle of nowhere um, with the whole drug addiction angle. And I liked that. That was a nice touch to things because it adds a different layer and a different level to what's going on and a reason for them not to want to leave either. Because what's one of the tropes yeah. of of these types of movies is why doesn't anybody just leave? And until it's too late, <laughs> right? I yeah, mean, the that's one kid does try to leave and just, uh, God, that poor well, car. You know, they even in the original movie they try to leave, but everything's washed out. But they wait too long before they get to that point. And, and it's just because they're just out at this cabin in the woods. I like the idea of, no, we're not going to, um, you know, we have a reason to be here and then we have a reason to stay here. Right. Because they, none of them are going to believe. It's also the whole thing of like not believing the first person that's getting, that's dealing with the paranormal thing and getting possessed. Yeah. Normally it's just, Oh, you're crazy. And like, no, your friend is acting completely insane. Maybe you ought to pay attention to that. Instead, it's no, your friend is actually acting completely insane because she's detoxing from heroin. So obviously she's going to be a little yeah. crazy. And so that's a nice narrative reason for that too. I, I liked that. Um, I do agree the characters overall. Well, of the five of them, there's one that's not really even a character. Natalie, unfortunately. She's like just there. They have to give her no story. She barely has any lines. I mean, yeah, <laughs> which was kind of unfortunate because I think that uh, that having her there, there was supposed to be a scene between her and Mia that got cut. I haven't seen uh, or if it was ever put in the director's cut, because I guess there is one. But um, I mean, she was quite just... harmless or armless. <laughs> I don't know. Both either either and or both. <laughs> She was there to um, get the, the classic arm cut off. <laughs> well, uh. and so, okay. First thing I got to say, well, not first thing, obviously, but one of the things I got to say about this movie is, boy, is it for the gore hounds. Like, it is yeah. visually a brutal movie. And if you cannot stand literal buckets of blood and gore, don't watch it. Don't even think about watching it. Like, the first movie... I think we, I remember us all talking about it. It had a lot of that in it, but because of the limitations of what they had available to them, it isn't as visceral. Yeah. Um, and we're used to blood by this point as, as horror fans, but viscera and actual gore and stuff, like even to this day, like I've seen most of the Saw movies and Hostel and stuff. And this is, this is up there with that. It is. Now, I think one difference here is that it, it has, uh, I don't, it's incredibly gratuitous, but 
yet because of the nature of it being these weird possessions and this this just evil presence it sort of it fits narratively what they're going for um but man is there a lot of it in this and it's not shy to show you all of it um no no the 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 pulling your own arm out from underneath the jeep that fell on top of it yeah which Mm -hmm. i'm confused that jeep's not that heavy Maybe no. that uh, perforated or something. I don't know. <laughs> like that was just like, are you kidding me? I've had harder time breaking apart a pizza box. She just like, whoop, there's my hand. Yeah. Yeah. That one. I mean, Ouch. the first, the first arm cut off with the electric knife, which, so in my notes, as I'm watching the movie, I'm taking notes and I had, uh, blade's not that strong. No. <laughs> so I had, have no, <laughs> Okay, so first of all, we've got, uh, l- let's talk about the open for this, because I kind of like that sort of tone setting for the oh, cold yeah. open. I do love the opening, yes. Oh, yeah. The way she That's says uh, what she says to him, but in her own voice, like the way she that. delivers that line was just, mm-hmm. <laughs> they and could have done the classic. demon voice at that point, but they remain like the innocent voice, and that just makes it, mm. It makes it a lot more impactful is what it did, because... Yeah. As an audience, you're sort of trained these cold opens in a lot of slasher, horror, crazy movies like this. It's the people that captured her that are the problem. They're the ones that are the evil ones. And even though I kind of already figured out, like, now she's probably going to be a deadite because I've seen enough Evil Dead to, to sort of know where it's going. I still really like the execution of that. And you're right. Leaving it in her voice made it so much more effective when she says that the first time. I was like, okay. As I had like, well, that's it's quite the opening. <laughs> um, and of course, the, the way dead cats, the evil dead thing, is always nice. Yeah, yeah in the beginning and, and at the end, just a boom. Yep. Jesus. Oh yeah. Movies. Can you like not scare me with your title cards? Thank you. <laughs> My God. Yeah. Well, you know, the the dead cats were a bit much. Um, I'm not sure what purpose they served other than to be really disturbing but uh, it worked. So there's that. Um, so after that cold open, then the, the approach shots, those high uh, angled aerial mm-hmm. shots of the forest and the Jeep and everything, those are gorgeous. I really liked yeah. those because again, just like how the first evil dead in 81 opened up with them driving for a good bit of the beginning of it. Um, always more than I remember it being every time I watch it. Yeah. But um <laughs> you had to establish them being out in the middle, like way out there. And so this did that quicker by showing those wide shots of just nothing but trees for yeah. miles and miles and miles. And it and started really out like upside down. <laughs> it did. I love which it. That shot is delicious. It reminds me of like, there's a lot of movies that do it now, but smile was probably the most recent one that I've seen that did the whole upside down, trying to make you look at stuff. The same thing with uh, the Candyman that came out, the new one. Yep. Yeah. I like it. I also had a note that it was a lot more practical to drive a Jeep out into the middle of the woods than an Oldsmobile <laughs> Delta 88. Um, yeah. it's, a, it's a better vehicle for that environment. Uh, but then we see a Delta 88, although it's not the mm-hmm. Oldsmobile Delta 88. It's not the 73 Sam Raimi's car because he was busy making Oz the Great and Powerful and he had the car on that set. <laughs> so they couldn't use it. So they got a 74 instead. But I like I liked that. That was a nice nod. Again, 
sort of gives it that like it's a remake but it's also a sequel feel because it could actually be ash's car or it could just be a car that's at this place i'm good with either one i it happens to be very similar <laughs> yeah i i'm just gonna go i'll I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit later um what i feel as far as remake versus uh whatever um but i did love seeing the car and I had done notes like it was cool to have the drug addiction part of things because, again, it gives us a reason to be out here. And they didn't all have to arrive at once. Um, so starting up our tension. Now, the dialogue in this at times can feel a little bit stilted, but I think part of that is because it was written by two non-English speakers. Because mm-hmm. uh, Fede Alvarez and his co-writer, uh, Rodo, not going to try it. They're uh, from Uruguay, and they don't speak English uh, much, if at all. So they wrote the script, and I guess Diablo Cody is supposedly uncredited as uh, having punched the script up. But I think that that plays into some of the dialogue feeling a little stilted, I think, just a a translation thing more than anything else. Um, But it works for this movie because, again, if you go back to that first Evil Dead that's got some bad dialogue in it too. And some very stiff delivery and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's not that far off really. Um, and I do like having a, a tie to the location as well. Like not only are they, there a reason for them to be out there with her detoxing, but it's the family cabin. Although, the creepiest damn family cabin I ever ever seen. I'm like, never freaking go there. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to know one what that the hasn't been at for there. a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I do want to say another thing that probably like subconsciously bothers me is that the women like die earliest and the worst. In my opinion, <laughs> I feel like they get it the worst. Oh, they do for sure. Um, although, man, Eric, uh, Eric goes through the ringer a little bit. Uh, <laughs> he deserves we'll, it, though. Doesn't we're gonna he? get to it. We're gonna get to him and Doesn't whether he? or not he does. Because um, <laughs> I have some thoughts on on Eric, uh, but I I just I liked having a tie to the location too. I wish they would have. It's only an hour and a half long, and it's an Evil Dead movie, so we're not here for like huge character growth and arcs. I understand that it's let's get to the deadites and start killing kids. But I do wish that they had, they had made more of a thing out of the fact that like, this was a family cabin that people had done something inside of. Cause they could have, um, that could have been like a plot point that how, what, what, what was going on here? And, you know, or say something like, because they clearly they've been there within 10 years of the events happening in this movie because the photos that were up didn't look that old. So I just kind of wish they could have played a little bit more with that and sort of a familiarity maybe with the woods or or something because it just adds a layer it adds adds depth to to everything. Um one thing I did not oh and I had uh so I had Chekhov's nail gun <laughs> because we see somebody using a nail gun. I'm like, well, that's getting used later. Uh, then right after that, when they when they uncover the uh, trap door 
and they open it up and the first time they step on the stair and he's like be careful the stairs rotten i'm like check out it's rotten stairs all right somebody's gonna step through one of those that's mm-hmm. great and uh and then like the next scene we see the girl using the electric knife cutting the ham and i'm like well there's Chekhov's electric knife all of these things are going to come into play in horrible horrible ways i can't wait until you watch evil dead rise because there's that in that movie like right (laughs) right as you're watching in the beginning you're just like Uh, well there's there's a lot of them yeah (laughs) i did the same thing in that movie (laughs) and and that was the thing as i'm watching this i'm like okay these are all these horrible things that are gonna happen there was a lot of time spent in this movie of people pulling shop or sharp objects out of their bodies uh yeah (laughs) and especially eric (laughs) uh, well so they they go through the detox thing and now you know here's mia she's freaking out uh because of the lack of heroin but also she smells something in the house um that's dead she can smell what's going on downstairs she's more affected by your senses are just heightened (laughs) and and i liked how like natalie i think one of the first things she says is like but there's no smell well if she's smelling it that bad there's got to be something otherwise all of you are nose blind because uh the dog found around this if you've been around the smell dog took its time sorry (laughs) by the way (laughs) grandpa as the name of the dog naming the dog grandpa is an underrated name for a dog. I'm just going to say. That was great. I thought that we was awesome. We have a bone to pick with you, Travis. <laughs> also, the name should have been Grandpa. Oh, well, we don't know how yes! it was spelled. We don't know how it was spelled. It's written sure. in the in the thing. Yeah, well. Technically, uh, in the <laughs> subtitles. But, Dreadley, did you want to say something to Travis about? Yeah, I've noticed uh, a team here the last time, like the last couple of movies you've watched together are not good for dogs <laughs> or, or kids, know. kids or dogs. I'm, but I did not know about the dog in this. Okay, you can't blame that on me. I had kind of forgotten again, but then I saw the dog when they arrived. I was like, oh, no. I don't want to remember. I don't It's look, it's like anything. It's filmmaking shorthand to make you hate people, right? Have them them murder a dog or or threaten a dog or do something to a dog. And immediately I hate you. So um, (laughs) it worked here. What was interesting about that was when they, they had the dog at the beginning and then he just sort of disappears for a while. Um, and we find out why, uh, and I was super sad at that point. And I had to, I had to pause for a minute and go give Bella a hug who's as she was snoring behind me. Cause I'm like, no, um, which led right into a scene, uh, that was pretty rough with the shower and turning the water heater up, which again, eh, logically doesn't make a whole lot of sense unless there's supernatural involvement because that water heater shouldn't have been able to get that hot. Not hot enough to cause blistering. Um, but before any of that happened, we had David, or not David, Eric. Uh, David's the brother. He's an idiot. Um, <laughs> they're all idiots. <laughs> yes, I mean, yes, they're all idiots. They, they are all idiots uh, for the most part. Um, but he's just sort of like there and kind of an idiot. And uh, Eric, though, being the high school teacher and finds the book because they find – they bring up from the basement when they find the room that I mean, they go into the basement and they find a room in the back of the basement. That's filled with a bunch of hanging dead cats, a shotgun and something wrapped in a plastic 
garbage bag and barbed wire. Yeah. All and then they bring that stuff crap. upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. they bring it upstairs. Uh, but Eric can't uh, can't sate his curiosity, so he has to cut the barbed wire away, open it up to find the book. Now, I've seen says, reviews. Don't read. <laughs> and what does he do? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I've seen I've seen reviews, people complaining that the book didn't have a face on the cover of it, right? It just has like patches of human skin. I kind of like the design of this. It's always different in every movie anyway. Yeah. Um, but I yeah, like it was found in human flesh. It never said it a human face. Exactly. Uh, so I did like that. Um, but yeah, he opens up the book and immediately it's got written in bright red. Do not read from this book. Leave it alone. Close it up. Don't do it. And he just keeps going. And Part of it is, wow, you're an idiot. Why are you doing that? And the other part of it is, well, he's also an academic. And so, like, that academic curiosity might just be too much for him to really... But, but, but... Bone. An academic should probably have learned by now to just read in silence instead of just boarding out <laughs> everything he sees for no <laughs> you reason. You read it out loud. I mean, you say that, and we say that mm -hmm. as people who have seen horror films, but... What what reason would he have to think that anything he says out loud would unleash evil? Unle but except for what it says. Alone. He's alone. I don't talk to myself when I'm reading. Oh, I do, but not the book. I'm sorry. I'm never going to take Eric's side, okay? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying what he did side. was smart. Okay, we need we need people doing stupid shit in horror movies in order for the horror movie plot to continue forward. That's just the horror movie movie formula. Um, Someone does stupid shit, but I under I I can I can find an understandable reason for him to continue reading the book out of an academic curiosity. It's not smart by any stretch, and certainly I wouldn't do it in the cabin in the middle of the woods. Um, and, and having to scribble in order to read it because it's imprinted somehow. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. He also nailed those words, like pronounced them right away. Yeah. No. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Imagine that. Get on him for that. And look, Eric pays for his stupid stupidity uh, quite literally in like a Not scene enough. later. And when Olivia, so Olivia is a registered nurse. And that's another nice thing they added in this where she gives them yet another reason to delay leaving, right? Mm -hmm. Because when stuff starts to happen, she's like, I, I'm given the same care you're going to get at a hospital so I can take care of her fine. Um, so I, I kind of like that. But her scene where she goes into the um, bathroom. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, mm -hmm. so they're all standing out there. This is uh, – I'm skipping – the, the tree scene for now. I'd like to, because uh, oh Eric read from the book. Mia runs through the forest and gets attacked by another version of her, kind of. Is it supposed to be like, look no, like her? No, it was the girl Gangler. from the beginning. Yeah, I think it was the girl from the beginning. Uh, it, it is confusing. I thought it was supposed to be her it's, doppelganger. Yeah, I thought it was supposed to look like her, but either it way. It was covered in uh, blood, so you can't really like, tell. True. It was a wolf. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> It's just a woman, dark girl with dark hair and uh, contact lenses uh, covered in blood. Just, um, we're skipping that one scene. I just want to point out one thing is the uh, okay. camera work in that. What they do with the background zooming 
thingy. Oh, that was so it, interesting. It was so well shot. I th- all right. So the original Evil Dead has the scene where Cheryl gets attacked by the forest and gets violated by the forest, and it's terrible. It's awful. And even Sam Raimi has said over the years, I probably shouldn't have put that in there. Like that might have been the thing. If I was going to cut something, I'd have cut that. Um, And yet here we are, 2013. Yeah. Uh, Now, what I read, and I don't know, I I can't say for certain that this is absolutely true, but I read that that was not originally in this script. And that someone went to the director and told him he should probably, he should put that back in because, or he should add that in because it's the Evil Dead movie. My guess is of the three producers of this film, being Sam Raimi, Bruce Campbell, and Bob Tappert, I have a guess as to which one of the three of them would have been likely to say that. And it's not Sam Raimi or Bruce Campbell. So (laughs) there's that. Um, I think that that version in this movie is worse than the than the one in Raimi's film back in 81. And I think it's worse because, for one, it lasts longer. Um, and it because of the nature of it's shot more interestingly. Uh, to your point, Dredd, like it looked very interesting the way they were playing with depth of field and all that kind of stuff. Um, and they they switched it up so it wasn't just the trees, the the vines and the brambles and everything were holding her back or like restraining her arms and her legs. But it was then this demonic entity thing pukes out a viney brambly something. Yeah, that does that does the 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 bad stuff. Uh, I I yeah. I was like, oh oh, do we need I don't. The whole time, I'm just thinking, like, I don't, I don't want this. Um, I didn't like that at all. So, yeah, they didn't have to hold on it for so long. No, no, it goes much, much longer. And I was like, okay, all right, we can, can we cut away now? Can we, let's cut, cut away. Okay. Um, it's, it's, it's really hard to to watch. Like, and I'm I'm a woman that likes horror movies, and there are just so many movies that kill us in really ridiculously horrible ways, and it's just I mean I guess you just die technically, but you know, but and yeah, and like I understand that the point of that is to be uncomfortable, but it, you could you could make an uncomfortable scene without that is would be fine, like. I oh, yeah, when you could she just go through the mouth, for example, as they have done in other movies, like yeah, the evil. So, I'll give you an Honest, example. Okay. <laughs> Here's give give me the example, example, and then yeah, go for it. So there is a scene in Sleepaway Camp where technically I think a girl dies because of a curling iron in a not great place, but they don't mm-hmm. show you anything. It's all done no. in shadows, and you can mm-hmm. pretend you don't know whatever, <laughs> and that. It, you know, it gives the illusion of it, but it doesn't actually show anything. And so yeah. that is a way of doing it without being so, you know, yeah. obvious. Now, I will say that when the scene started up, I'm like, oh, it's this scene. Oh, boy. And then when it showed the demon and the and it puking up like the weird 
viney, brambly snake thing. My thought was maybe they will have it do like what Dredd said, and it enters through the mouth. Like it crawls up and does that, and I would have been okay with that for some reason. Obviously still grotesque and horrific, but like yeah. somehow less so. Um, so I was kind of hoping they were going that way until it started crawling up her leg. And I'm like, no, no. All right. Well, anyway. Um, Even so there's like that. when we watch. Sorry. <laughs> so no, go sorry. ahead. Go ahead. When, when we, we watched, watched the, the alien movie where the alien impregnated the lady, uh, he, the alien went in through the mouth, which was really oh, weird. Extra, right? Extra, uh, yes. Yeah. I was yes. like, I appreciated that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, so now we've got Mia is possessed. And then we get the scene in the house where they're all the four. The other four of them are sitting there talking about what's going on, what's going to happen when she comes walking out with the shotgun. I'm like, oh, great. That was smart. Nobody secured the <laughs> shotgun. The Good work. Good work for ma random morons. Um, and she shoots past her brother, blows the, the window out or whatever, um, basically as a come on in demons. Uh, and then that scene was pretty cool. I did like the use of audio of Ellen Sandweiss from the original movie. Uh, dubbed in over her screaming. I thought that was a nice touch. There was a few yeah. times of that, of audio work uh, that I thought was really creepy. That was really effective. Um, and then of course the door blows open. She screams and does the, you know, you're all going to die here tonight. <laughs> Passes out. Uh, we got the, uh, what grossed Travis out the most moment. Um, there's a lot, there's a few of them here, but uh, <laughs> I guess, but, but go ahead. I want to. I want to get guesses from everybody, um, starting with Dread. I mean, if it's around this scene, I would assume the uh, bad pu pukey <laughs> thing. Okay, Faye, what do you but, think? Blood puke. The same. The the mm -hmm. the puking of blood into the other girl's mouth. Mm -hmm. Monica. Um. Man, why did I come up with the game and then like? <laughs> can I just say the same thing too? Because I'm, I'm you, you can because that's the one. Okay. Uh, <laughs> specifically, and and her like when they she goes to grab the uh, the shotgun and then you get Mia's hand grabs her and throws her back, climbs on top of her and just unloads like a <laughs> fire hose. Mm -hmm. um, that was awful. I mean, but, that's the point. You know, it's evil. Death, the actress sure. didn't want to do that scene because she felt so bad for the other actress. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't blame her. And you're right, Dread. That is that is like yeah. the Evil Dead hallmark, right? Is that kind yeah. of thing. you need someone sprayed in blood? That's just how it yes. gets. Um, that was bad. However, after she rolls and throws Mia down into the basement. They close the door and they lock it and all of that. And then they're sitting there. And then uh, Dave says, you know, uh, and, and she says, I gave her enough sedatives to put a horse to sleep, which I'm sorry, you're a registered nurse. No, you didn't. Because um, if you did that, you'd have killed her. But Dave's like, well, we need to give her more sedatives. We need to sedate her more. And it sh cuts to a shot of Olivia and she has bits and chunks in her hair. And that was the part that was the worst for me. <laughs> it was bad enough to have the fire Chunky. hose, but that's just terrible. 
but then to have that aftermath and I was like, Oh, come on. I need like, <laughs> she needs to go take a shower for about a week straight, but not in that shower. Cause it'll burn it. It'll, it'll singe all her hair off, but ugh, that was just gross. Uh, which, you know, then just led to yet more gross scenes. Right. Cause then she goes in the bathroom and okay. So, uh, most horror movies that have a bathroom mirror are going to have the bathroom mirror gag of some sort. I liked this one. Yep. I yeah. really liked this one because yes or no, you know, a gag like that is coming. You know, something's going to happen with the mirror. They're either going to use the mirror or they're going to use the mirror to fake you out for a, a scare in a different direction. Right. Uh, but something's happening with that mirror. I liked that. The scare was her reflection in the mirror. It was nice. Yeah. The foretelling. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then when she goes to leave the room, I'm thinking, oh, okay. All right. That's uh, that was creepy, but something's going to happen here pretty soon. It happened a lot sooner than I thought it would. When she stops in the middle of the room <gasps> like that. I, that's so creepy. It is. Just the way so she stops is just so. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. And, and, that again is when you realize you're watching an evil dead movie and not just any old horror movie because uh, the deadites now have control of her. And that was, I, it was very, very well done. Um, we, we did have a runner up for what grossed me out the most though. And that was right after that, when Eric goes to find her in the bathroom, not the visual of it. The visual was terrible. Don't get me wrong. That was bad. And then when he steps back and there's the chunk of her cheek there that he slips on <laughs> before he like cracks his back on the toilet falling. That was all it's terrible. Like it's the sound before that. Oh, when he's walking <laughs> up and you're just hearing that oh, yeah. squelching, squishy sound. And I'm just like, oh, I don't want to see her doing whatever it is she's doing, which I know is horrific and awful. And it's going to no sound for there whatever reason is. gets me more. But the sound in this movie is also just great. Oh, yeah. Like, just. Hmm. Um, yeah. Um, then when she attacks Eric, okay, this is some of Eric's comeuppance, right? Because he gets stabbed with a big piece oh, of yeah. glass. Oh. And then he gets stabbed with a needle. That's and even it's, worse. And, and she's going at the glass. Thankfully, he paid for the extra, like, protective glasses, apparently. Um, <laughs> but it's bad enough that she's, you know, stabbing down at his face towards his eye, which thankfully they didn't actually puncture his eye. That might've, might've been too much for me. No, just went into his cheek. <laughs> but it was bad enough that they had to show him pull a whole damn needle out of his cheek right out of oh, his yeah. eye like that. Come on. Ooh, that was this movie. Yeah. <laughs> this movie had what? some, what is it with is with that... everybody pulling the objects out of their bodies and bleeding more? <laughs> well, the nurse was the nurse was dead, so she didn't know anymore. She wasn't there to tell. Them <laughs> she <not>. couldn't help. <laughs> uh, which anybody no, else? She... It, Go her ahead. Face. Go ahead. It was just like Halloween three. Like it had that same like open yeah. like thing. I was like, oh, I forgot about that, and and it was like a correlation. Halloween yeah. three. That is yeah, a horrible. Sure. Look. But at least after getting her head bashed in by him, the chunks <laughs> that she had to Travis didn't like, they, they went away. 
<laughs> well, they got mixed there in. Were, there were different chunks. Now they didn't. They didn't go away. They just got mixed in. Yeah. Yep. Which that was also pretty brutal, um, and not a shot that I was prepared to to see. Uh, was her lying there with? Well, her head gone basically, mashed into the floor by a chunk of porcelain. She I always thought they me. would do she something. Tried to kill me. Yeah. yeah. I always thought they would do something because they enter after it. So all they see is her head bashed in and the guy just sitting there. Like, I would, oh, they're going to do now. They're going to believe him. That's fine. <laughs> okay. um, well, it wasn't like he was in unharmed shape either. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, he definitely also should have said something about the book a lot earlier than he did. <laughs> he waits. Like, not only is he dumb enough to read out of it and cause all this to happen, but then he does the zombie movie thing of don't tell him you got bit. He doesn't tell them he read from the book. It takes forever before he finally admits that. Uh, uh, and- I might have done something stupid. Uh-huh. You don't say. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there was so many of that. The, I did have my note on the electric knife was, I'm not sure if that electric knife could cut through bone. Probably not. I don't even not think that it could cut through turkey no. bone, let alone a freaking human and it's like it's the friggin uh god i failed anatomy uh you know the arm bone the thick arm bone you get what i'm saying yeah like whereas if you were gonna say like here the two bones in here a little bit thinner than your Mm -hmm. friggin usually you do that there yeah you know muscle. yeah no she was going through the the uh, bone in the bicep there and it went through it very quickly um, and then it kept and, hanging on for a little bit just to drop in the right time. That I was not prepared. Oh, nice, I'm sorry. Nice juicy sound. No, that I was that I was not prepared for. I'm like, okay, yeah. we've had her cut her arm off. We got the low angle. We got the shot where you could tell somebody was sitting right below frame with the the garden hose spraying all of the fake blood. Um, but then when they come into the room and she turns around and the arm is hanging and drops. I was like, oh, okay. All right. Glad I wasn't eating but, at the time. But I think the arm cutting thing was well done too, because I thought they were going to cut away from the arm when she does the, she puts it and then usually they are cut away and replaced with yep. a fake arm. But no, they just went for it. Nice. Yeah. Also, right before that, we get our uh, special nods to the original with uh, looking through the uh, basement hatchy thing. Yep. The, oh, yeah. We're going to get you. Although they didn't have the the sing songy bit in the theatrical cut uh, that was in the oh. trailer, the director's cut has yeah. that. The theatrical cut does not. Uh, that's it's basically sad. Mia just saying, "Don't cut it off." As oh, we're watching that's her, so sad. don't cut it off. Hand. Don't cut it off. <laughs> yeah, as we're watching it, you know, her hand like necrotize right in front of us. Um, well. Yeah, I, my in fact, my actual note was Jeebus didn't expect the arm to still be attached there. Uh, it really got me. Um, and then, uh, then you know, the, the next scene where she comes at him with the nail gun, I'm like, all right, that's not how nail guns work, but sure, whatever. Like, at this point... I knew you were going to say that. We had, uh, we had a, an electric knife that could cut through human arm bone, so why can't a nail gun just fire nails like a 
like a pistol. Um, and if you if and again, do damage the safety. <laughs> they don't do that without specific modifications. And, you know, exactly. Dave, of course, gets hit in the leg, but <laughs> Eric gets turned into a damn pincushion. And she shot herself in the face for some reason. Yeah. I'm not sure why she had nails in her face. um, I liked, though, how that scene ended. Because she does all the shooting with the nail gun first. They knock her down. And then she just picks up the crowbar and starts beating on him with the crowbar. And that was... When she hit Dave, that was bad enough. But then when she goes after mm-hmm. Eric and she hits him and like splits his hand. hand. Oh, wow. Um, and Dave shoots her arm off. off. <laughs> yeah. oh, not, on, not against a crowbar. Your, your hand ain't stopping a crowbar. I don't care if it's a 95 pound girl swinging it at you. That thing's going to hurt. Um, especially when she's possessed by a demon. Uh, but then when her arm gets blown off and she turns around and here I, I had my first note was um, ah the classic Evil Dead fake out because she turns around and she's back to her normal self. She doesn't have the dead eyed eyes. And she's like, why are you hurting? Why, why are you hurting? Me? And so it's like, aha, the classic dead eyed uh, fake out. And then it wasn't. She just dies. Mm-hmm. And my next note was like, now they've used that fake out three times. <laughs> Because like they use it again with Mia uh, twice with her. Because they use it um, right after that when she's, when he goes to burn the house and he can't do it because he's hearing her sing the lullaby. And then mm-hmm. when he decides that he's going to do the burial. And he puts a dress on her and puts the bag over her head and then does the burial. Uh, they try the fake out again. Um, which that scene was pretty he didn't fall for it no he didn't no I'll give Dave Dave was dumb but I'll give him credit for that by the end he's like I you know you're you're not my sister anymore Um, uh, I did read that while they had you know they had all the safety procedures in place they really did bury her yeah in that scene uh, to create a sense of urgency yeah Well, which, uh, you know, I mean, kudos, I guess, um, as long as all the proper OSHA safety procedures are in are in place. Um, <laughs> like yeah. this isn't a Bill Friedkin movie. All right. You know, we're not just driving down the street and potentially running people over. Plus, um, it was pretty shallow anyways. So, yeah. But then this mo- this was another clever thing the movie did, which was his gambit of the defibrillator with the car battery. Mm-hmm. I thought that was clever. Yeah. And he, he worked once he before somehow, her, so why not? Well, yeah. He, and, and having that loophole of, Oh no, if I kill, if, if she dies, it ends things, but then I can bring her back to life. And well, I liked, that was, that was one of the rules. You, if you buried them alive, it released them. Yeah. It cleanses, purifies them or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Same burying the them alive and... would kill them. Um, uh, but I just, I liked, I thought that was clever. Um, and then for it to, you know, of course, the classic movie thing of it didn't work. Oh, no, it did. And he, and initially I'm thinking, yeah, sure it did. But she's still a deadite. She's going to flip on him at some point. And then she didn't. And I was 
pleased with that. Um, and the version that you watched, did David get possessed before the, the house exploded in fire? Yes. yes. Okay. That's not Seconds in the theatrical. before. Yeah. Yeah. In the theatrical, no, they the don't unrated. have that shot. Um, which is why there was some question about the abomination thing coming out of the ground because it was supposed to get five souls. And if his wasn't one of them, they only got four. But I guess it kind of depends on if you count the girl at the beginning as one of them or not. Uh, or if you just, I, I just assumed him getting killed in the house counted and it was enough for it to start raining blood and literally, literally raining blood. That's where a lot of the blood, yeah. the 50,000 gallons of the 70,000 they used on this movie. Yeah. I forgot to count that in there with the blood. Now that you, you say that I'm only thinking of, you know, the regular yeah. that rain of blood that piles on the number a bit. <laughs> oh, well. quite a bit. And that drip was almost dead center in that necklace. That was awesome. Well positioned. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the 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 drip there did you notice too the necklace when she picks it up off the ground it's in that uh shape of a skull like it was in the yep. first movie i liked that um it when when he brought her back to life the initial reason that i thought oh no she's there's something still gonna go on is because i'm like there's still 20 minutes of the movie left so what's what's yeah. about to happen here oh no 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 it's uh far worse <laughs> because <laughs> She's got to crawl through that tunnel again where the dog was. Uh, get the chainsaw. I don't know why you would do that. That was just either. like... That was the, no. the worst place to try and go. Um, gets the chainsaw. Um, gets sliced then, up by a machete. <laughs> yeah, which... Okay. Was this... <laughs> when did the Raid Redemption come out? Are you, any of you familiar with that movie? Um, because there's a similar raid. Hold on, redemption. There's a similar scene in that movie where a guy is hiding in a wall, and somebody takes a machete and is stabbing it into the wall repeatedly, trying to trying to find them. Hmm. Um, okay, the raid redemption was 2011, so I'm thinking that that had to have been some sort of an influence on this this moment in this movie. Um, but Perhaps. yeah, that was. That one was uh, interesting, too, because of, like, it's slow moving and then gets her in the leg. Oh, yeah. And then gets her in the arm before she finally breaks out of there. And, you know, I, I mean, the movie was already bad and gory enough as it was. But then we get, you know, chopping off legs with a chainsaw, <laughs> arm crushed by a jeep. Uh well, and then they, they, ripping. They, they had to do the the big scene with the with the chainsaw going into the hand, just like from from two. <laughs> yeah. So then, for her to finally get the chainsaw by you know tearing her hand off uh, under the jeep, um, <laughs> which I'm kind of with you. The way that jeep was configured, it wouldn't have actually crushed her hand if it fell over on its side like that. Oh, it probably would have crushed, but it it she should have still been able to get her hand out without it separating. Yeah, okay, <clears throat> that's fair. It would have um, shattered the bones for certain. Oh, she just has weak bones and weak hand <laughs> tendons, and she didn't stuff. drink enough milk growing up. So she got <laughs> yeah. the weak bones. Uh, uh, we get our one quip at the end um, when the the 
abomination creature thing is crawling at her and says, I'll swallow your soul or whatever. And uh, no, no, no. I'll, I have a note on this, and it's <laughs> feast. we will feast on your soul. And then she looks at it, and then you know the one liner is coming. It's coming. Mm-hmm. And she goes, Feast on this, mother bleeper. Mm-hmm. But she completely messes it up. The way she mm-hmm. says it is completely off. <clears throat> she just blurts it out instead of going like, Feast on this. She puts the emphasis on the wrong syllable well i mean she's which not which happens a couple of times it, co- it happens a couple of times in this movie where the dialogue just goes the weird the way they say it that's too fast or they they don't do the emphasis right and it's like ah oh, so close so close so close but uh brutal brutal kill of the abomination by oh, yeah. shoving a chainsaw through its head oh uh, yeah that helped that worked. Um, and, and the and the separation of the head and the blinking eyes. <laughs> yeah, that was. The, um, <laughs> yeah, that was something. And then they zoom out the shot, and then you see like the the where she's, you know, the corpse is like mm-hmm. lying there, like weirdly, it's like rubbery yeah. in a way, which is probably was rubber, but still, it adds to the whole. Ugh, ugh, no. And then it returns to the earth. I did like it sinking back into the ground like that. That was a nice, a nice touch. Um, I thought that uh, the girl playing Mia Jane, uh, Jane, Jane Levy. I thought she was great. Mm-hmm. I really, I really in, uh, liked her performance, especially pre uh, possession when she's scared. The the scared moments for her after the moment in the forest before she pulls the shotgun on the room full of them, that moment with her and her brother in the bedroom was, it was in the trailers, but it was really, really good in the movie. Uh, and I, I quite liked that. Um, I mean, the performances weren't terrible. The dialogue just didn't do him any favors. It was, it no. was rough dialogue to work with. Um, I thought that uh, Eric, as a performance, I mean, he played kind of the, pissed off douchey sort of you know friend but pissed at his friend pretty well i, I liked that um well i ain't tired of dealing with the druggies drug addicts uh, drug ad- yeah. addiction yeah uh i mean david was just boring he didn't really bring much i think it was my biggest issue with him but i yeah. think overall i mean other performances were fine again it's a horror movie I'm not looking for necessarily, uh, you know, Academy Award nominations uh, for the acting in it, um, nor am I expecting that. Uh, but I think that they they did pretty well with the material they were given uh, to act with. Uh, as far as the physicality of everything was great, and I think the visuals of it, mixed with that sound mixing, that sound design was just the sound and camera unreal. work was yeah. Because uh, there was one scene that. Uh... I don't remember exactly which scene it was, but it's like when things are starting to go sideways, the mm-hmm. camera goes sideways because you're looking at them and then the camera just goes like this. Yep. And Actually, one of, one of my notes was uh, in the aftermath, when she crashes the car, um, she drives that car, swerves to miss the demon, crashes it into that little pond lake thing. We cut to black and come back. What I loved about that was 
they were using a lot of those tilts and weird angles and depth of focus stuff while she's going through the that little swampy area and all that. And my thought was, this makes perfect sense. She's almost certainly has a concussion. Yeah, disoriented. Has has adrenaline just coursing through her body at that point. So she's incredibly disoriented, and the camera work uh, made me feel disoriented in that scene. I really liked that. I liked the way that that was done. Um, mixed with the, the sound, the sound design on this was just unreal how good it was. I really, really appreciated that, uh, even when it was gross sounds of squishing, squishy <laughs> stuff. <laughs> that, that, yeah, well, uh, but yeah, like I said, it's it's a very visceral movie. I I think as a reimagining remake, it's one of the better ones I've seen. Um, it's certainly better than the movie we don't talk about and the Friday the Thirteenth remake. Um, I would say I agree with that. Because the Friday the 13th one is such a neutral thing for me. It's like, you didn't really go f ahead, you know, you didn't go over the top to try to do something different. And you didn't, you know, like you just, you stayed in the middle of the road. And that was, you know, that was maybe that, almost worse. That's the thing. The Friday the 13th one yeah. played it too safe. And it was boring. This one, and jugular. At yeah, at least if for it makes sense that an evil dead remake is just going to say, you know what? We need a tanker truck full of fake blood for this. Uh, just back it up, leave it here, leave the keys. We'll, we'll bring it back at the, you know, when we're done shooting. Um, and they went for it. Uh, I, and, and I appreciate that. I appreciate, you know, having, having Ramey Campbell and Tappert help uh, produce it so they could kind of find a director that they, they liked. Um, I think helped not trying to make it funny. Uh, I think was also smart. I think not really trying to go for the what the feel of the original movie was trying to be. Um, I think was the right way to go about it. There were a couple uh, the things that I liked, like the whole drug addiction part of it. Again, I think you could have made more out of that, but really, once oh. you get the Book of the Dead, that's the whole focus of the movie. I was um, thinking when they uh, get rid of the drugs by like just pouring it into the water well. Mm -hmm. I was hoping that was their actual water that they had to use to drink. <laughs> and then they just went on a trip all together. Yeah, that's actually what but, happened. Yeah. They just they just all got super high. Um, but I like that. However, I will say I like the way the original movie doesn't have a singular entity that the book talks about. Because that was one of the things in this I noticed is there was mentions of, you know, he is coming or that one demon in the book. Um, and for me, what I like about Evil Dead is the fact that it isn't a Jason or a Freddy or a Michael. It's not a singular entity. It's not a single demon. It's not Valak or anything like that. It's just this random evil that presence that is sort of it's it's a collective it's like it's a it's a singular but it's also a plural at the same time and i liked that about uh the original movies that this one kind of tried to make into like the book is a is about summoning a specific singular thing um 
that's just a nitpick on my part. I don't know if anyone, if any of you even really noticed that or really thought about it at all, but that was something I thought about at the end. It's like, eh, I would have, I would have kept it as just sort of evil, this amorphous yeah. evil. Yeah, that is weird. Um, because I think that's a strength of the first, uh, those first three movies. Because even in, you know, Army of Darkness, which isn't horror so much as it is just kind of a- actiony thing, they have an evil entity in that, but it's a part of Ash, born out of the Deadites. But the Deadites themselves are just sort of there always, and I like that better. That's just me. Um, so. Good, okay, here's a question bad. then. I'm the one with the gun. Exactly. Uh, upon seeing this again, Monica, what did you th- did it change your view of the film significantly? Not at all. Make it worse. What do you think of it? Take out the one scene because we know that one's bad. But, but just overall, like having, sitting down to watch it again, do you think your your feelings on the movie changed at all? I mean, it's never going to move from where it is when we when we uh, when we put it in the in the rankings. It was at the bottom because it just it is. I mean, even Evil Dead Rise rises above it. <laughs> you like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually liked Evil Dead Rise. So, you know, tell me what that means. But you know, I definitely appreciated it. I, I saw the things in it that everybody goes crazy for because, you know, you hear Scott say that this is such a great remake and all that kind of stuff. I see what's good about it. Uh, am I going to rewatch it anytime soon? No, probably not. But I understand that it is, you know, it's a good movie and stuff. It's just, I don't, it's just, they're so annoying. They're just so annoying. I can't help it. <laughs> I want to punch Eric in the face and like, uh and David too. Why not? Yeah, I mean they're both idiots. And it's worth watching. And the gratuitousness is is very nice. I I do appreciate the gore, which completely held up. I mean, it's not yes. that long ago, but still, it, ten years, it still holds off. ten years, so which is crazy. It's practical effects. It's not crappy CG. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't do a lot of CG in it. That was something that uh, Alvarez wanted to do was try to do it practical because the first movie was um yeah okay Faye how about you you you'd like this one I think you ranked it higher although the thing with the ranking of the Evil Dead movies is like this is a franchise that really doesn't have a bad entry no I mean they don't have as many entries as you know other series but there isn't a bad one in the bunch either like if this is your worst you're doing pretty well um, it's basically like that's your least favorite, right? It's like yeah, like <laughs> I know when I ranked them, this this sat at the bottom of my list because I hadn't seen it. Um, yeah. It's probably not going to move up, not because I didn't enjoy it, because I did. I think it was very well made. I thought it was pretty good, and certainly as a remake uh, slash sequel goes, it was very very good. But I grew up with those first three movies, especially. Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness. And it's hard for me. There's a nostalgia factor for me that I can't. It's hard. It, it would be hard to make something that goes above that. 
um, you know, it, it's fine. Like there's nothing wrong with, uh, with having movies not be as good as what you had growing up. But I do think this is very well done. Like if you were going to compare in terms of just straight filmmaking, this is superior filmmaking to what Ramey and them did in terms of technical, like acumen, uh, the end result looks better, but they also had more money and they had a lot more experience and they weren't literally in a cabin in the middle of the woods in Tennessee with, uh, you know, and living there while they were shooting it. So it's very different, but I just really, I, I thought they did such a good job trying to capture the feel of what Raimi initially wanted evil dead to be back in 1981. Um, not what it became, but what he wanted it to be. Uh, and I'm curious to see, cause I still haven't seen evil dead rise, but now that I've seen this, I will watch that. I'm very curious to see what, they do as far as continuing on how much of it how, how much of the dna feels like it came from this movie versus something that's a little more standalone but uh i do think that this is a good movie it's certainly a better horror movie than a lot that i've seen um <laughs> in terms of like remakes and sequels like there you could do a lot worse it's not the first movie and it never will be the first movie for me but it's still good um, I do have a couple of clips I'd like to play. Yeah, there wasn't yay. a lot. There, there, there wasn't a ton to clip in this movie because it's a lot of just gross sounds and screaming. Uh, is typically what you no what you were hearing. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but I did, uh, I did get two clips of Eric. So Monica, you'll love these because it's your favorite guy. Um, and it was basically back to backs from the the same scene. It's not him reading. Or anything like that. It's his confession to Dave as he's as as Dave is sitting there putting duct tape over his wound uh, <laughs> to hold it in place because that, that duct tape ain't going to stick to anything. I'm sorry. Not with that much blood. Uh, but um, I got this. I read a passage from that book. And it was some sort of prayer. Like that should have been your first, your first thing was I'm reading a prayer out of this book. Not a great idea. Um, but then he follows it up with. I unleashed something evil. Yep. You unleashed something evil. It's all your fault, Eric. You uh, just 100%. Silly bastard. Just, just leave the book, leave it alone. Um, so. I mentioned how there were bits and pieces of audio that they pulled from the first movie and put them in here. And I didn't capture any of those. Um, but there was, there was Ellen Sandvice uh, from the first movie over Mia's screaming. And there was also uh, like when they first get to the house, you hear some like join us, that kind of stuff. But I did capture this one because when I first, I was listening to the movie and I didn't catch this. And then when I recorded something and I played it back, I heard this voice and I'm not going to lie. Initially, I was like, wait a minute. Did that actually play in the movie? And I played the clip in the movie again. I'm like, okay, no, it did. Good. I'm not, my, my computer is not possessed, uh, but it was this voice. I don't remember exactly the context of it. I think is when they first go down in the basement and you hear, And it's hard to hear it exactly, but you're hearing the flies buzzing around and all that, and you just hear this voice in the background echoing around. And I was like, oh, that's that's creepy. 
Um, mm-hmm. uh, and then I did also capture last one was uh, was this one. You are all going to die tonight. Because that was that was just you know that was good. I You're like all going to die tonight. <laughs> it's still not the um, best thing like that. Just, that still goes to Resident Evil. You're all <laughs> going to die down here. Well, well that was Red Queen. I, I mean, that's I still- also very much appreciated in the end over the end credits they had the tape recording from the yep. first movie i really liked that that was a cool little little note um so you know i think like i say i think overall uh in a very interesting movie a very well made uh remake i mean typically remakes you worry that it's just a cash grab so this wasn't necessarily that this was somebody actually had an idea of how they wanted to redo the tone and feel of a movie um so i did uh, ca- a couple of little bits of trivia jane levy uh who played mia is a natural blonde she dyed her hair for this movie um or was she blonde and it's just dried up blood <laughs> could be <laughs> Uh, I thought this one, th- this little bit of trivia, I just had to mention this because it made me laugh. If you take the first letters of the main characters' names, David, Eric, Mia, Olivia, and Natalie, the letters Demon. spell out Demon. <gasps> you think so. they did that on purpose? Yeah. <laughs> mm, I don't know. Um, <laughs> so yep, that is that is Evil Dead 2013. Not the Evil Dead. That's from 1981. This is just Evil Dead. Um, if you can handle gore, this is worth watching. Gore. Mm-hmm. That is a not not gore the podcast, but gore the also the, worth the watching stuff. Gore the podcast is worth listening to no matter what. But the gore in this it, it is it is a lot. Okay, if you are squeamish, uh, don't don't just don't. All right, because we I didn't even mention the box cutter and bifurcating her own tongue slice, slice, on slice. the box cutter. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, that looks so good. Okay. It no, 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 no. The visuals no, no, no. in this are incredibly well done, but boy, will they don't eat anything while you're watching it. And if you are at all squeamish, just don't watch it. Okay. Like there's lots of people I know that I will just be like, look, no, <laughs> just don't do it. Um, but if you can handle that, I think it's worth watching. I think it's really good. Um, I maybe have a higher opinion of it than Monica does, but I also understand. <laughs> I understand the reasoning behind that. And yes, they are dumb. It's a horror movie. The kids are going to be dumb. <laughs> well, People like, do I like to keep stupid things. <laughs> like there's, we use the we use the short shorthand of saying a movie is good or bad when we mean that we like it or we don't like it. And like, sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, I liked, that's why I try to like explain, like, I'm not saying it's a bad movie, but it's sure. just, you know, cause sometimes it is a bad movie, but <laughs> you like oh, yeah. it anyway. And sometimes, uh-huh. you know, it's a comedy. But we also, we also know that like when we're watching a horror movie, there's going to be dumb, dumb stuff happening because people are dumb in horror movies and they've, they very rarely ever seen horror movies when they're inside of one. Unless they're making self-referential statements that they have seen a lot of horror movies. Like screen horror movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that, that is going to put a, uh, a big bloody bow on Spooktober. 
for this year. No, we have done it. it. Uh, we we have spent the last five episodes, uh, the oh, four of us, talking about horror again. movies. But here's the cool thing, folks: if you listen to this show and you like this conversation, you should listen to the other show that the four of us do called Gore. Yeah, uh, you probably do already. But in case you don't, Monica, let people know about the show and where they can find it. Yes, we do a horror podcast called Gore. You can check out our website at gorepodcast.com where you can check out the show and find the links to all of our social media stuffs. You can follow us on Twitter and uh, Blue Sky at Gore Podcast. Am I forgetting anything? Oh, uh, what did that's... we just release? Oh, yes. We just released our Halloween episode entitled well, Halloween 3 or uh, Tom Atkins' Yummy Booty. Yes. Self-explanatory. If you've seen the movie, you know exactly what we're talking about. Uh, yeah, Gore Podcast is a show that comes out twice a month. The four of us talk about it. We break down a movie. Uh, we, we run it through our uh, 13 list of horror tropes and fun things for movies. It's always great. Um, we also talk about upcoming movies, books, games in the horror genre. Um, it's a great horror. show. Yep. Gorepodcast.com. You can find that. Um, and as you said, at Gorepodcast on either the uh, Twitter or Blue Sky. Um, so that's always a whole lot of fun. Monica, where can people find just you if they want to follow you on a social media or whatever you're doing? Just me. Why would they want to do that? Uh, but if you do, uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Blue Sky and Twitch at WickedKitten13. Excellent. Faye, how about you? On Twitter at ChibiFayLin. And Dread? Well, I'll just head on to the DreadZone.com for all my linkages, but uh, mostly follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv. Slash yes. the underscore dreadlord. Where... Which you'll probably be getting back into some gaming once you get home, right? Yes, because there's a tiny, tiny game that came out, and I have to wait till I get home to play it, but there will be some Alan Wake 2 in the mm. near future. Because I've heard wait. a lot of good stuff about that. I want to play. I want to play. I want to play, and I have to upgrade my computer to play. Oh, so no. I'm sad. My my graphics card can't handle the the low basic requirement oh settings. Yeah. What are their minimum thingies at? Uh, twenty sixty. I have a sixteen sixty. Okay. So. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Time to upgrade, anyways. Yeah. Dudreadzone.com is where you can find Dread. You can find this show Sunday nights. 8 p.m. Eastern Time, twitch.tv slash TV's Travis for a live stream. Hang out in the chat room like Squatch and Ace and Nisbet. Um, if you listen to it as a podcast, you can get that anywhere you get your podcasts, including YouTube. comes out on Wednesdays in the morning. The video version on YouTube, audio version on all the podcatchers. If you're a patron, you can get that early. You can get it a few days early. Uh, you can become a patron of the show for as little as a dollar an episode by going to patreon.com slash W-Y-H-S. Uh, you can also go to my website, tvstravis.com, find all the links to everything, whether it be the YouTube, podcasting, whatever it is, uh, right there. 
And uh, yeah, uh, next week I have a old friend of mine coming back. Uh, he hasn't been on the show before, but he's somebody that I used to talk to a lot about movies, and I've been trying to get him on here since the beginning. It'll be great. His name's Paul Botticelli, and uh, it'll be super fun to talk to him again. It's been it's been a few years since I've spoken to him. Uh, we've chatted online, but it'll be nice to actually talk with him. And then in two weeks, I have somebody coming on the show that has never seen Avengers Endgame. I'm not sure how, like, they didn't accidentally see that. He got so, snapped in half, probably. Must have been, because they saw Infinity War. Didn't see yeah. Endgame. Oh, okay. Wow, okay. Now I so, feel like, how? It's going to be interesting. Uh, so that's that's coming up. Um, so, yeah, come on back for that. The show's going to keep on going. But uh, thank thank you guys for being here. I love doing these October episodes. These are a ton of fun. And um, definitely... Definitely, definitely check out Gore Podcast because we have a lot of fun doing that one too. So thank the three of you for being here. Thank you listeners in the live chat room and the podcast for hanging out with us. Um, And come back next week when I talk with my friend Paul about some movie he's never seen before. It's a surprise. So you'll just have to wait until then. uh, It's a surprise. I've never seen that. (laughs) Until then, remember to enjoy your movies and be excellent to each other. Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>